following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. Go! Go! Dallas Cowboys! It is a victory Monday here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos. It's not the official chip in the dip. I guess it is the official chip and dip, but that's not the read anymore, and I forgot to pull out the other read. I apologize, Tostitos. I will get it right tomorrow. Hey, Heck, Harrison a, got it right. You miss a couple days. This is what happens. I'm completely Ooh. off, man. I Talk forgot to they me switched nicely. it. I forget they switched it. But guess what didn't switch? The Cowboys got back to their winning ways. A 43-3 win over the Atlanta Falcons. 40-point dub over the Falcons, and that is how you rebound. The Cowboys, it was a huge question going into the week. How were they going to rebound? And let's just say they did it in a big-time way on Sunday afternoon. Alongside Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us here on this Monday morning. Let's party, gentlemen. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Heck Yeah! Come on. Yes. I, yeah, take your earphones off because this is how it's going to be today. Okay? And so after we laid that egg, after we laid that egg. Everybody upstairs is ready hey, now. After They're we laid that egg, hey, we put Humpty Dumpty back together again. You, 40 Burger. Who predicted a 40 Burger on this show? Who was the man that said Chris Bean was going to go and get that 40 Burger? Who was the guy? Raise your hand if you're that. If, can you raise your hand? All right, come on. Let's go. <laughs> it was saying. Isaiah standing. <laughs> Did but you have one? Did you enjoy one after the game? No, I'm a vegetarian, but he, oh, they don't, they don't, have, a, they don't have a vegetarian menu. How dare what a burger? Wow. How dare them. They didn't consider me. Those jerks. They're the best. They'll work. <laughs> yeah, they'll work with me. I eat their pancakes. Got a, ve- awesome. got a vegetarian over here and the guy yeah. that only eats farm-raised chicken. That's right. <laughs> what, are you what? Ta- what are you even talking about? <laughs> <You> only, <laughs> he has no idea what he's talking about. You only about. eat like the organic stuff? <laughs> We've never had this discussion <laughs> ever. He's just, he is just on run. You wrote it. Hey, I figured if you're the guy that only got on the roller coaster for the first time in 25, <laughs> it's only free-raised chicken that you'll eat. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's going to be on the chain like this. It's going to be this all day. Let's go. Oh, goodness. Rob, what did you think about that one at AT&T Stadium? That crowd was having some fun with it, too. So much for a blueprint, huh? Yeah. I mean, uh, they they told us, Dak told us after the last game against Denver, like, bring this aggressive man coverage if you want to bring it. And it was more about us. And it was, yep. in fact, more about them. And that's exactly what... Atlanta tried to do. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the All-22 when it comes out. But it did seem like, at first glance, that's they mixed it up. But a lot of it was man-to-man and safety help over the top. Mm-hmm. And they absolutely toasted it mm-hmm. and got right back on track heading into what, to me, is like the most fun matchup that Ooh. I can remember with the Cowboys in, on this in one. several years. Several years. 
they take care of business. I mean, we talked about it. We talked about it all week. I mean, I didn't want to call it a fluke, but I pretty much told everybody that they they didn't want to they didn't show up to work last week. And everybody has those days. You don't want to think about your professional football team having a day where they don't show up to work or, you know, guys are kind of out of it, but guess what? They're humans and that's the reality of life. And but what you're looking for is people to be able to bounce back from those things. And that's exactly what you saw this week. Um, it was not it was not indicative of our lack there of ability to execute or any of those things. It just was a bad week. Um, and guys, because of the character, the character of this team, they went out there, they put in the work, and they ensured that that would never happen again. Um, and this was their response to that game. And on top of that, I think that they were playing for a little bit more than just redemption of last week's game. Mm. Some of the coaching decisions, going for two calling timeouts at the end of a half when you don't really have a chance to get the ball back. I think they were trying their best to – to uh, hmm, let me say – Embarrass? Yeah. Yeah, say yeah. it with your chest. They were trying to, to drag – that's not Friday, but I'm, I'm going to say it. They, they were trying to drag Atlanta, and I think Coach Quinn uh. may have a little, little something to do with that. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of proud of them. I, I loved it from the, from the coin flip all the way through. We kept our foot on their throat the entire game, and that's the only thing that I took that as. And all of the criticism that Coach Mike McCarthy has got going 0 for 4 on fourth down, he comes right back in this game, and he stays with his game plan. He doesn't waver. He doesn't change. Man, and also Bones Fossil. He's a guy that's taken a whole lot of criticism over the over the first part of the season and some of the decisions, but special teams and the way that, like, this is a complete team win, but the way that the special team teams played yesterday, even with, you know, um, a CD on punt returns, what the, the block punt, and, man, shout out to Nation Wright. Shout out to Nation Wright. His redemption came quick. From a guy that had, you know, obviously cost him uh, that point block that hit him in the hands, but then coming back and getting uh, uh, a touchdown. And Doris Armstrong had himself one hell of a game, man. It's just a, a complete team win. I love to see them win in dominating fashion and absolutely leave no question. This is the most complimentary win they've had in a, 10 years, something like that. I mean, mm. it's the first 40-point win since the year 2000. Because Heck just laid it out. We, we just talked about how great the offense was. Punt block. Again, which they, I think they've got two for the season, but we saw with our own eyes a week ago what that Malik it Turner be did. It, it should be three. And then defensively getting three picks in a game for the first time since 2010. So you name it, everything went right. They went, I forget what they were against the Broncos on fourth down. It was like 0 oh, for, oh 4, oh for four mm-hmm. 3 for 3. I mean, it's just like everything just tilted. It was like a roller coaster. It went, it went down and went back up, you know? And so, hey, I, I know, I know. Are you scared? A little bit. Okay. Little bit. <laughs> 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 yes. That's, that's the thing, though, that I think is going to get lost in all the, the fantastic stats, like you said, is the, the conversions on short yardage situations in late down scenarios. Third down. Fourth down, completely flipped on its head. Heck, Matt mentioned it earlier. I think that might be the most encouraging thing moving forward. The other thing is, is, is like you said, the pump block is going to stick out on special teams. The the returns from C.D. Lamb certainly are, are going to, to stand out on special teams. But I don't know if I remember a game consistently with kick coverage where the Cowboys were able to get down the field and stuff a team more consistently than they did like that one. Yeah. I mean, go back and watch it. I mean, Atlanta, when they would have an opportunity, they didn't have an opportunity. No, they Let's didn't. just say that. There was no opportunity to make any kind of return. And, I mean, Liram Hyralahu came in, did his job, filled in for a week for Greg Zerline, didn't miss any extra points. And, well, he. Uh, what about anger? 
Yeah, Brian Anger was punting well. I, I, that's the thing. It, it, special teams is going to get lost in the shovel because the offense put up 43 points and the defense only allowed three. But like you said, complimentary team win, that's about as good as it gets. And I know Isaiah likes the special teams unit, likes to talk good special yeah, teams. We're talking about these boards for a while now. People were talking about I was crazy and Bones Fossil sucks and blase, blase, blase. And I was <laughs> saying, oh, they need to keep pressure. And that's what you do on special teams. You don't. And you know, now all of a sudden, it seems like everybody seems to Dude, be in the same bandwagon as me. That was the best unit they had <laughs> last season. They, that was the by really by hey, far the hey. most consistent unit they had last season. That's it's so just sad. they tried some crazy stuff situationally last year and it didn't work. Pump the ricks. No, toot your horn one more time. No, no, it's just, no, 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 you did. No, you deserve <laughs> to right there because you did call it. Yeah. You know, I was saying, hey, Bones is the is the one homeboy that you you know your wife said you can't go out with him. Yeah. You know, yeah. but one thing about your day one homeboys, if you ever need him, you call them right. You got to say what your day yeah. ones and Bones, man. That, that's it. That's just aggressive play calling. You gotta gotta love it. Yeah. What, what did you think about Dak Prescott and the way that he played after really kind of the down game that he had against Denver? Just never had really the same page with his receivers. Sure, he gets Michael Gallup back. Gallup played well, had a couple catches, uh, especially a big one inside the five yard line on one of those drives. But it looked like Dak was back to being dominant. Dak, and that's a, that's another thing that was encouraging to me. What did you see from four on Sunday? I, I thought he looked. I, I thought he looked good. You know, I thought when at the beginning of the game, the first series right there, he may, came out and made a throw, the free safety for the, the Falcons missed uh, an opportunity, a pick, you know, and I think that kind of rained, pull, pulled himself back in and said, hey, you know, I, I know I got control of this. Started letting the, the running game do a little, you know, do some things for him, get down the field. But it was on those big throws. It was on the fourth downs, man, that, that he was making throws to, to one to C.D. Lamb, I believe one to Michael Gallup. All of those throws were clutch uh, for us. And so, you know, I just felt good about the, his mechanics. He looked good, right? Uh, on, the, on the touchdown run for Dak, all right, look, bro, <laughs> you know, we don't need you carrying four people into the end zone. <laughs> we ain't got to that point yet. We, when, we get, when we get home field advantage and that's to go to the Super Bowl, that's when we pull that out there, Dak. But, my God, that's the only thing. I was like, please get up. Please get up. And he did. I mean, but you're right, Kyle. Had great performance. Um, and, and I loved it. I loved every bit of it. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it in the pregame live show, Kyle, and talked about how, you know, Dak just needed to get back to his to his mechanics and his fundamentals of, you know, his footwork and his delivery and everything that entails um, into making sure that he has he's an efficient thrower. And I think he just got back to those things. There was nothing that he needed to do that was miraculous. He just needed to get back to the fundamentals of being a quarterback because I think last week he just showed up and try to go out there and just do it, and the rest was real. You know, it's like it's like you don't want to realize that you're getting older, but guess what? That that back locks up on you. You know, <laughs> you know, back in the day, you should just be able to walk out there and throw the football around. Well, last week Dak realized, dang, I can't just can't just do that anymore. So you know, I have to actually focus on these things when I'm coming off of a little break. And I think that's all it was for him. But you know, it, it takes it takes instances like that. You want to see guys say, hey, go back and review that film, come back and make the corrections necessary to go out there and not allow it to happen again. Yeah, Mike actually agreed with him last week. He's said even though he was full practice the week of the Broncos game their pre-practice quarterback school stuff they kind of held him out of some of that footwork stuff and I I think there was rust there I think the other thing too is that 
everybody around him was just better in this game. The pass protection was better. Terrence Steele looked more comfortable. They put some help to his side. Uh, the receivers were healthier. You mentioned Michael Gallup being back. Uh, definitely helps. But yeah. CeeDee Lamb was clearly, and I asked him about this after the game, clearly moving better. I mean, all all, it, all you could see was that that wide receiver screen on the second play from scrimmage where it, the ankle's okay. Uh, and then on top of that, I thought, I thought Ezekiel Elliott set the tone. Yes, sir. I, I personally thought his block Platt, on the touchdown pass. Blocking. Yep. Decleating Deion Jones. Like you talk about they they didn't play physical enough against the Broncos, and that was that was their challenge to themselves. That set the tone right there, what Zeke did. That's that, and that's and that's the stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet. And that's what I'm always telling people. Don't get enamored with the dog on stats. Like it's cool to use as a guide and it's cool to reference, but 14 carries for 41 yards and two touchdowns. Okay, well, you look at that and you say he was just our goal line back. You know, that's what, if you were just looking at the stats, you say he's our goal line back. And he didn't, ah, okay, yeah, he had touchdowns on the goal line, but take that away and 14 carries for 41 yards, 2.9 yards per carry, he didn't have a good game. Bull crap. Bull crap. Zeke went out there like he's been doing all year long. And if he's not carrying the ball uh, a, a, you know, a, a bunch a bunch of times and carrying, getting a bunch of yards and making these big gashing plays, he is blocking his tail off. And he is freeing up guys and opportunities for Dak to sit back there comfortably and be able to deliver that rock. He is a, an intricate part of this team, and people need to identify that and recognize and give him the credit for it. Yeah, we identified that last week, talking about what Zeke's, uh, you know, what his impact on the game is going to be. Not only running and pass protection and getting steel that help, he operates like the extra swing tackle for us on that on that touchdown play and decleated exactly what he did. I mean, because Deion Jones came up like, wait, wait a minute, mm-hmm. you know, hey, I, I think he just hit me with something. I don't know what it was. You, you seen Varsity Blues? Like it was those kind of hits, yeah. like where guys are getting just laid out. That's what it looked like. And he's sacrificing himself on that. You you know, to make sure that Dak has some extra time. But you're right. It's just that everybody in this game collectively played together. Our energy level uh, was up. I know we're going to talk about the defense on the next part of the next segment. Yep. But that's where I think was the, the difference was. Once the offense came out and they scored on that drive, it was like the defense was like, hey, it's our time. Let's go, boys. Yeah. Yeah, they got after it. And the other thing about the the Zeke and the the complimentary play, the offensive line did their job early setting the tone as well. I thought the 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 final drive of the first going into the second, that was their best drive of the day where it finally looked like Terrence Steele found some confidence. Connor Williams didn't have a holding call until later in the game. We'll talk about that at some point this week probably. And then there were a couple different things that really stuck out. The offensive line just gave Dak Prescott time to throw. Now, I will say Atlanta's front seven was not very good. Oh, they've been giving up points and yards. Exactly. No doubt. No doubt. But that was a huge confidence builder going into a game like what they're going to have this Sunday. And we're going to have fun talking about that later in the week Mm. as well. But how did you feel like the offensive line did and and, and what you saw initially, at least on the first viewing of that game? Well, I like that they were able to to load up in goal line and get the Big Mac package going, even if he's a tailback lined up or whatever, and just – Move the line of scrimmage in short yarded situations. I think Heck referenced it. And Bobby Belt, the great Bobby Belt on NFL Network, does great stuff with Jane Slater. Mm-hmm. He said since week six, Dallas was only picking up first downs on 40.7% of plays where they were one to two yards from a first down. <coughs> Second worst in the league. On Sunday, they were seven for eight. That's offensive line moving guys off the ball. Yeah, it is. No, I, I thought they played well. And the Big Mac. Uh, <laughs> 
package. Uh, McGovern is out at the slot receiver, and I'm like, this is new. Oh, I forgot. Dude, I when, forgot he was in the slot, too. When I new. saw that, when I saw that, it ended up taking, what was it, 37 yards? I got it right here. Yeah, 37 yards on a second and seven. They put Connor McGovern out in the slot, and he was a lead blocker for a screen to C.D. Lamb. I saw that, saw 66 go out in the slot, and I just started rubbing my hands together. I was like, ah, oh, creative. Kellen is too. back, baby. Kellen, or what C. was that? C.D. loved it. He talked about it in post-game oh, yeah. interview. He was like, hey, when you see your, your alignment out there in front, <laughs> quarterbacks are trembling. Is Kellen just doing this to just make himself laugh and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make it's these hilarious. guys, I mean, goes, make these guys worry in, about this next week. goes into McCarthy's office, and he goes right up to him, and he goes, hey, I'm going to put Connor McGovern in the slot. What do you think about that? <laughs> what do you think? You think that's, oh, that'll you work, Kellen. Okay? Yeah, you I, I like it. Kellen, Four like receivers it. to one side, and McGovern is one of them. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's an alignment we want. He played some receiver in Pop Warner when he was eight years old. So awesome. he, in he his dreams, he's hey, always he's, been a big got, man. Yeah, he's, he's always been on the offensive line. Yeah, Every little awesome. fact, his dream. Yeah. When are they going to get? I, I surely I thought he was going to get a touchdown in this game. I was just going to say that in a forty-three to three game, and you're you're already blowing him out. I thought this might have been the chance for McGovern to get a touch. Is it not well established by this point that that's not going to happen. No, no, it's going no. to happen. You got to keep hope alive. There's keep hope alive. We want yeah. a big man hold touchdown. On, hold on to your seats. This, this week, I think we might see more trick plays than we've seen in the NFL in a very long time on both, both sides. Yeah. I was about to say both, both teams, teams, most likely, because they're gonna they're gonna They'll go in their deep, bag. deep yeah. into the playbook. All right, when we come back, let's talk about the defense. Michael Parsons again flying around. No Randy Gregory. No problem for the Cowboys defense yesterday. We talk more on the win over Atlanta when we return with more talking Cowboys. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys.
Back here on Talking Cowboys, where it's always a great people, great pay replay. You've heard now that Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay. Apply now at jobsatcaliber.com. That's jobsatcaliber.com. Welcome right back in. I'm off impressed. I'm impressed, off Kyle. Thank you. Dome. I'm impressed. Why is that? Because you're not, even, you're not even breathing heavily. I think you are, but it's underneath your chest, so we can't even hear it. Think so? Yeah, you just ran upstairs. I did. And back downstairs within two minutes. Uh-huh. That was amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. And I also have the read, the new to- Tostitos read. So Tostitos. it's boom. Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos, mm. helping fans get in on the game. Like there it. you go. I'm, so that's I'm, the new read. I'm looking forward to seeing a bag of Tostitos here one day. Just hopefully. I think we're, I think we can expect that. I think yeah, that, yeah. That, that's not too much to ask. It's not, I don't think no. so. No, no, no. Really great pancakes. <laughs> I mean, other, other shows, I mean, you think about hanging with Wingstop, they get Wingstop every wow. once in a while. Yeah. yeah. I want to have like a I want to have like a queso or a salsa bar in we, here where they have like we don't want to disrupt we don't want to disrupt you know Heckmas no you're not going to okay good no, is, that he's, a, he's, is that the fruit cup over there he's self self sustaining at the same time all right let's talk about the defense Cowboys give up three points it's their first game underneath double digits macaroon points allowed since week 14 last year against the Cincinnati Bengals that was a 30 to seven win and safe to say that was a dominating win. Not as dominating as this one. Mm-mm. The Cowboys win it forty-three to three over the Falcons. Rob, when you when you look back on this game and you see the score and you see the box score, what are you going to remember most about what the defense was able to accomplish? Uh, just how how great the DBs played, but I think it was a product of one the offense complimentary building up a lead. Forcing Atlanta to be more pass happy, but I just I just think they got back to doing what they do, and that's being more physical. And I thought I thought a big play, a momentum shifter, it was that second drive because that's when they kind of settled in, gave up a field goal on the opening drive, but then Jordan Lewis steps up big with yes, some coverage. They tried to test him. That boy bought it all game. Te- yeah, testing him against Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson, and that. Punch out by Jaron Curse at the end when he was looking for Russell Gage down the field. That seemed to elevate their confidence level after that play, and they kind of went on from there. Jordan Lewis, you talk about setting the tone offensively. It was it was Zeke and the physicality that he had. It's hard to find a guy outside of Jordan Lewis that did it more. Maybe you could argue Michael Parsons early in the drive or early in the game, I should say. But Jordan Lewis was right there. That dude had a fantastic game, and I threw it out there early was like, man, he's having a career game. I didn't say career best game, but, I mean, my mentions very quickly filled up with reminders of the Saints game a couple years ago that he had where he really did play exceptionally well. With the pick on the back end of this, with the three t- tackles, the takeaway or the the bat downs, I-, I think this was just as good of a game. But I would argue this is better because that, was, agree. that was only eight snaps. It felt like he played 50 in that wow. game against New Orleans, but he was asked to play a very small role. He was out there quite a bit, and he's their third corner and did a really nice job against a guy that can dice you up, Matt Ryan, if you give him enough time. Like yeah. That was a worrisome matchup for this defense, and they did a great job. Man, I, I agree. I would make this the better game, and, and that's kind of where I was leading with it. But outside of Jordan Lewis and Micah Parsons, how encouraged were you with the defense and how they looked without Randy Gregory? Yeah, I was encouraged overall. I mean, you you take Micah Parsons away. I mean, but Micah Parsons had a one hell of a game. Six solo tackles, one for a loss, and a sack, and a pressure. Uh, forced so, fumble. For, forced fumble. I mean, a lot of – like, I know we're going to argue all week about him being an edge rusher. 
and I, I get it. You I'll know, wait. he does he does a wonderful job all over the field. I don't care where you put him. Just make sure number eleven is on the field. He impacts the game uh, for us. But Jordan Lewis. You're right. Those two pass breakups back-to-back, I mean, it just signified what this defense was. And shout-out to Tristan Hill. Mm-hmm. Shout-out to Tristan Hill uh, being activated and, man, playing like a guy that understands that he can't just make uh, – kind of work his way into the rotation. He came out like somebody put a little birdie in and talked to him and said, look, you better come out the cannon. You better come out firing immediately. And he played like it, man. Really good to see him after all that he's been through so far. He looked like a guy playing for his job. Ultimately, yeah. is what it was. He, he looked like a guy who knows his job is on the line because of the young young guys behind him. And he's a young guy himself. I mean, he was just the 2018 draftee. It's not like he's been around for long. So, or 2019, sorry. But even more so, there are still young guys behind him that are going to make some make some noise. Yeah, I mean, the, you felt like the competition was back on that side of the ball. And that's what you that's, right away. That's the whole Dan Quinn. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this over and over again. That's what he does. And um, those guys had a little bit more motivation. They had they had motivation because they didn't perform well last week. They had motivation because they were they were representing their coach. They were representing Dan Quinn and his his response game to the team that he won, that he got fired from. So um, they were they were playing twofold. They were playing twofold, and then they're also actually threefold because they were playing for each other. So those guys had a lot to play for yesterday, and they're having fun. And that's what you want to see from your defense. Those guys are flying around. They got back to all the things that have made them great, right? Being fast, being physical, you know, playing together, communicating. You know, guys not wanting to miss out on plays. I want to get a play. There was times where guys were were wrapped up, and guys were coming in there taking another shot just because, hey, I want to I want to get a shot of this too. Let me get in on this. I don't want to just sit back and watch y'all tackle him. Let me get it some contact. No yeah, let me no fun. The homies get him. <laughs> so everybody played a part in it, and it was just it was awesome to see. Um, they they needed this game. They needed this game. How bad on on the heels of what what we got coming? So they needed now, this game. I, I love that, but I also we talked last week about. Randy Gregory's absence mm-hmm. and being worried about how do you fill in for that production? Mm-hmm. Basham, yeah, mm-hmm. Golston, collective yep. unit, Armstrong, 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 the first Cowboys player to have both a sack and a blocked punt in the yeah, same game. Day. Yeah, and and then when we talk about how do we get back to being us and getting back to full strength, we know that Randy's on IR and it's going to be three weeks for sure. But also hearing that Tank is getting closer and closer. This defense. Even with what we have right now, is going to be scary going into December. Yeah. Chauncey Golston, <clears throat> he gets the pass uh, block, you know, the bats down the ball. He played exceptional as well. But on that pass, I'm telling you guys, go back and see the All 22. Matty Ice was on his way to a pick six. He right was there. coming. Yeah, it was. He yeah. was. You know, and so defensive line wise, Osea Diggy Zua, all of these guys, man, they had a great, uh, great game. But linebackers, everybody, man, I, I think it was a complete total uh, team win. It, it really looked like. The defense stepped up knowing that they, that they one, had a bad week last week. I think that certainly played a part in it. You heard kind of the rumblings throughout the week of just how locked in everybody was after the beatdown against Denver. But also you turn around and you say, you know what, we don't have Randy Gregory. That's been really the leader, the veteran on that side of the football. So now without him, where does it come from? Well, I want to be that guy. Is what it looked like. And, of course, we're not in the locker room. We don't hear that. We hear what we, we hear from the media availability. But, man, it's at least on film, it looked like, like you said, everyone wanted a piece of the action. Everyone stepped up and wanted a, wanted a part of it, and it was really fun to watch. No, it's a brotherhood in that locker room. But Dorrance Armstrong said last week, like, he was excited for the opportunity. I mean, you don't want to see your brother go down. Mm-hmm. But 
this is a guy that had a great training camp and then missed several games with an ankle injury and wanted to show what he could do. And so, yeah, I think absolutely. There's, it's, it's healthy competition. You're wanting to be the best player that you can be. Real quick on, on Tristan Hill, he got 15 snaps in the game. Quinn Bohanna was inactive, mm-hmm. healthy scratch. They just swapped out um, just for a lineup change, mm-hmm. and he had 24 snaps the week before. So Tristan Hill didn't play that much but had two tackles, had a nice pressure on Matt Ryan at one point and, and was pretty productive in there. So they've got to keep that physical mindset. If they have that's what Dan Quinn keeps saying. They got to keep that edge. You know, Atlanta didn't try to again, that's that's their MO. They didn't try to run the ball that much. They had a little success when they did. They got to keep that going. You know, one advantage, it's this whole complimentary thing. You build a lead like this, it it's the defense can doesn't really have to worry about that side of the ball. It gets close, then all of a sudden you know, the balance part of things comes in. So they got to keep, you know, stay on that. And I think getting Tank back eventually will help with that, the edge containment and all those things. Dak Pres- or excuse me, not Dak, but Demarcus Lawrence today tweeted out a picture of him on the sideline and it said soon with like a dot, 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 very ominous from D-Law. Um, secondary, three picks. <laughs> Anthony Brown, Tra- Tra- Trayvon Diggs, of course, Eighth pick of the year. I mean, goodness gracious, that dude's still balling. And then uh, Jordan Lewis, like we mentioned a little bit earlier. How do you think you got? They played overall. I mean, Matt Ryan held to 111 or 117 passing yards. It's pretty impressive overall. And I think the Cowboys certainly had uh, one of their better games of the year. Now, no Calvin Ridley to worry about, but they still had Calvin or excuse me, Kyle Pitts and, uh, and Russell Gage, a couple other weapons for Atlanta, but they were non-factors throughout the game. I mean, and, and hey, man, we're dealing with some injuries too, so it's just a part of the game. Sure. And you're right, they were shorthanded. They didn't have uh, uh, Calvin Ridley, but just going back to our guys, man, Trayvon Diggs, who has been taking a whole lot of dirt on his name over the last couple of weeks uh, with penalties and making, you know, assuming that hey, man, maybe this was a little bit flukish for him to get those seven interceptions. He comes right back and, and gets another. I love the way that they play Kyle Pitts. I was a little, you know, I was like, they're zoning him up. Uh, they, used, they were switching coverage on him a lot, uh, but they were just not willing to give up anything deep and were sacrificing everything underneath. And it just, that was just, Dan Quinn, man, he called an excellent game defensively and switched up coverage uh, quite often. I think those were some of the things that kind of confused him and was these guys, Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown. And Anthony Brown. You know, I've been on the Anthony Brown fan club since the start. So, Had guys, don't even. pick of the year. You've given <laughs> yeah. him a smelly sticker every week, right? <laughs> yeah. Third hey, pick of the year. It's look, like you called it, my friend. Hey, man, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, A.B., on that interception, that was superior concentration and the way that he got that. So, I'm just, man, the whole DB, all the defensive backs, all these guys, man, they're playing playing so well. I was going to pick A.B., but I think you should pick him for this week's I think smelly should, sticker. Too. Yeah. I don't I see 3-0 on here. So, he has three picks and zero. Smelly stickers. Mm-hmm. I wonder who's. Oh wait, no, there is one three zero, but I think it was Rob that gave it to him because it had the pineapple on it. I actually did, so it's okay. No, stop it. We should put our initials on. Who did it. <laughs> I don't know if I believe you either. <laughs> we should start putting our initials on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah like real small. It's, in the it's not that big a deal, guys. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna give it mine today. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Right. So you have to get down to that. Oh goodness! What else stuck out from the defense? What did what did Dan Quinn do specifically from a game plan side of things, Isaiah? That that really kept Atlanta off balance. Like, how did he confuse him? What were some of the scheme ideas that he threw out there? Um, I think he just downloaded their software, man. I think they actually came out with a pretty good game plan uh, right off the bat. They they were moving the ball early on, and uh, you know after Kyle Pitts had a couple 
had a couple catches after Patterson lined up in, at the receiver position instead of the running back position. I think those guys figured out real quick. I think Atlanta had their first 15 laid out, and then after that, they didn't really have, they a, nothing, else they didn't really have nothing else. So uh-huh. I think their first 15 were probably better than our first 15. But uh, after that, we adapted. We adapted, in our, and I think he, Coach Quinn challenged our defensive backs to, to be sticky. Simply be sticky. Be Sam, some, can be, I ask you a question? Yes, sir. After seeing Micah put that move from the edge on the mm-hmm. right tackle, did it just like – did you have that aha moment when you saw no. that? I mean – No. Did it, no, yeah. I mean, because listen, listen, we can go back to – you trying to pick a fight right now? He's trying. No, we, no, we can go back to, I'm not. I, we can go back I, to I, all – I said, cha- I said all, champ. I understand. We can go back to all the, all the podcasts that we've ever done here. All I've never them. said that Micah – is is not a good no, defensive man. No, no, I've never no, said no, that no, Micah is not that. an impact player. I just said I prefer to have Micah at the second level rather than playing on the defensive line. Reason being, he plays more snaps. He can impact more areas of the game. Is he impactful at the defensive end? Absolutely. Absolutely, he's impactful. But I think it's a greater risk for him to get injured at that position, and I think it's easier for a team to take him out at that position. Not to say that he can't be effective, but – He's not at that position if we don't have both of our our freaking all pro guys not 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 present. I think they figured out the right role for him to be yeah. honest with you. Like he's a linebacker, but he's going to move around yep. and on third down there's going to be some pressure package stuff for him whether it's off the edge, whether it's A gap, B gap, mug in that area. Like that's that's his, as Dan Quinn would say, that's his superpower. Mm-hmm. Like he can do anything you need him to do. Whether and and look, they needed him sometimes to be off the ball because their biggest threats. And God, I mean, Cordero Patterson, Kyle Pitts accounted for almost all of their production yep. throughout most of that game. When you've got guys in space who can hurt you, he's good being off the ball in some situations. Yeah. So I think I think they that's why they were hesitant when he was so successful in that Chargers game. Dan Quinn kept saying, "Look, we we don't want to." Get away from what he can do at linebacker. He's just he's too versatile, and yeah. so I don't. I, it's a fun debate, but I just think in the end he's going to do everything. Oh, he's he a is little special. bit of both. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he is special, and you can see it for a rookie. If he's not your mm-hmm. vote for defensive player of the year, rookie, uh, defensive player of the year, then something's wrong yeah. with you. Yeah. It was a tackle for a loss, also. You know, I believe it was on Wayne Gallman, and you know, you just see his closing speed and what he does. It doesn't. No, it doesn't matter. You say like him. Maybe they could scheme up for him if he's on the edge. I don't think that there's a, a way for you to scheme up no. uh, for him because of his speed, the way that he plays. He's such an electric guy off the edge and also mugging the a gap. It's a lot of the things that he does. It's just special. There were a couple plays that he made, especially in run defense, where Atlanta tried to get to the edge, tried to get to the numbers, and yeah. he was on the edge and he set the it's edge so yeah. well. It's not going to show up in the stat sheet. Could have one hundred percent. There's about three plays I remember looking at. And and that was Michael Parsons. That well, was Michael Parsons. And that was edge containment, you could say, was maybe their biggest problem on defense. And, and uh, sure. uh, last week, aside from just Interior. overall just getting just getting beat in the run game and getting beat physically yeah. and not being physical enough. And yeah. Atlanta had just no, no rhythm on offense. I mean, you, you mentioned Patterson. Cordero Patterson, 25 rushing yards on four carries. Mm-hmm. He had one reception on two targets for 14 yards. Mm. Non-factors. Gallman was the leading rusher. He had 55, and a lot of that came in the second half because he didn't play in the first half. And the Cowboys were really worried about Patterson. Like I know for a fact they felt like he was as good of a player with the ball in his hands as anybody they had faced to this point in the season. He's their their offensive Micah Parsons. Yeah. Let's call it how it is. That dude's been in the league for eight years, and this is the first team that recognized how to utilize him. 
Mm-hmm. Up to the up to now, he's been a he's been listed as a receiver, but he's really a return man. I mean, he was third in <laughs> scrimmage yards in the NFL in yeah. the week, first in the NFC. So you don't get to that by just being a dude. Nope. You don't get to that by being just yeah. a guy. And I mean, the Cowboys made him just a guy on Sunday, and that, that's exciting. They did. They've now done that to what Austin Eck, uh, Eckler had his lumps, I guess, but Dalvin Cook certainly was not Dalvin Cook. Cordell Cordero Patterson was definitely not Cordero Patterson. Whew. That's fun things to think about. Now they've got to do it with like seven guys coming up this weekend. <laughs> All right. Whenever we come back, we're going to give some smelly stickers out here on Talking Cowboys right after the break. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United, United Ag, Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with SLR lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local SLR experts and see what SLR can do for you. See more, do more, Essilor on Talking Cowboys. You went with the double flip. Did you see the double? The double flip. There was, was an exchange sh- into it. That was awesome. That was awesome. Toot your own horn a little bit, Isaiah. Yes. yes. I Heck, love it. Hank Hank already got his board, okay? Mm-hmm. Go. Yeah, he's got it ready to go. He's ready to go. He knows which one like he's Like John doing. Legend right now. Here so go. this is our tradition. If you're just now joining us here on Talking Cowboys, I know we have a lot of new listeners that maybe weren't here at the beginning of the year or going back to last year. Ready to go right now? But... Ah! Nice reference. I like that. Um, smelly stickers are <laughs> our tradition of giving out basically helmet stickers. Last year we were virtual and we did every show on Zoom and we gave out virtual smelly stickers. How do they do that? 
I'm trying to explain this. Magic. Be quiet. Thank you. Okay, so oh, in doing that, the helmet stickers are given out to a player of the game for every win that the Cowboys have. Each of us give out a smelly sticker, and it basically came from who said it first? Was it you that said it first? Of course, I said it first. Yeah, you said it oh, first. Of course, it was, I did. We earned him a scratch and sniff. The smelly sticker. Well, cocky there. <laughs> no, 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 no. And which one are you giving your smelly sticker to this week, Heck Myers? <laughs> All right, well, well, I want to zoom. Chris Beam, if you could zoom in right there on the I love you. The Talking I love you. It was upside down. Talking oh. your mic is what Chris is saying. Oh, okay. I, I want you to see, my, my donut says I love you. Hadn't had a donut in a while. Boy, I sure miss them. But I'm going to give my smelly sticker to one Anthony Brown. Keep never, it on the other side. Never, never doubted you, dog. Never doubted you. A.B., that's for you, mm-hmm. dog. I love you right here on top. There Never you go. doubted. Never doubted you, dog. The All the way back to training camp. No doubt whatsoever. Never doubted you, dog. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I love it. Had a pick yesterday. Three picks on the year for Anthony Brown. Talk about it. All well, right, Isaiah, who you got? Well, this is a great win. Collective effort. All three phases. No doubt. Um, there's a gentleman that I have high regard and high respect to. Respect for Used to be my coach. Now he's a coach of Dallas Cowboys. His name's Dan Quinn. Mm. And we talk so much about Kellen Moore being in his bag. You see who I have right here? Little pineapple man right there with the backpack on. He brought his bag, went in his bag, and now he's taking his bag home. Well, hello. Mm. Dan Quinn, you're welcome. I like that. Top in his bag, now he's top that home. DQ. DQ's earned a couple smelly stickers this year. That's what I like about Texas. Mm. All right, they a sponsor? No. Uh-oh. What is that? I didn't say the name. I just what said I just said I like Texas. Okay. You like Texas? Uh, what is that? This reminds me. Kind of reminds me of my little munchkin at home going down the slide. I'm gonna go. It's peach. It smells good. <laughs> Georgia peach. I see yeah. what you did there. There we go. There we go. I'm gonna go with. I, we're, we're, we got a theme going here. <laughs> I'm not gonna let you derail me. We got a theme here. Defense. I'm going Jordan Lewis. He played 36 snaps. Kyle. I'm sorry. Get it together, buddy. Three pass breakups and an interception. Not bad for slot corner work, which is not every snap of the game. So Jordan Lewis, Dan Quinn, Anthony Brown. That was awesome. Georgia Beach, man. Atlanta Falcons, Georgia. I see what you did. Um, I'm going to do this. Oh, man, which one do I want to do? Here, I got you here. How about Ezekiel Elliott? Had not gotten back in the end zone since week five of the NFL season, and he did it twice. So he's got a couple of cherries with the two touchdowns. But it wasn't just the touchdowns that earned him that smelly sticker. what he was able to do as a blocker. He did it in short-yarded situations. He did it at the goal line. How about that? Ezekiel Elliott earns my smelly sticker this week, and that is the four. Only Wait, what was that? Okay, so the defense earned three and the offense gets one. We were tweeted at prior to the show, and it was it, it was basically like Oprah. It was like just everybody gets a sticker because you really could have given it to anybody. You get one, and you get one, and you, you get, get one. one, you get one, you get one. And it was hard to kind of pick just four guys here, but I think we did a pretty good job of outlining it. Uh, Trayvon Diggs with another interception. The Cowboys with a 30 30- Three-point lead at halftime. It's the first time they've led by 33 points or more since 1971 at halftime. Just a few years ago. Yeah, it was 774 games. People was around you at 14 then? What year? 71. Jeez. 
Wow. That <laughs> Somebody's older shot. than I am across the table. <laughs> that here. was a shot. How old are you? I mean, you got the gray in the beard. Uh, yeah, you... Yo, no, I wasn't around in 71, so don't try me, P. Don't try mm. me, P. A little jokey mm. joke. Let's go. AARP <laughs> <laughs> over here. Yeah, right? Table, you know. <laughs> oh. oh, you want to go outside and do something? Let's go. You want to do? You want to go outside? You want to put shoes on? You want to go outside and run something? Oh, calm down. Oh, wow. oh, okay. I thought you said hey, something. Just I'll, calm down. I'll, I'll okay. Tag for you. Calm down. I'll tag in for you. Okay. No, I bet you Thank will. You I bet you. I'll tag in for you. <laughs> Looking at. I think uh, we've got a minute left here. I know. I this, was, this really escalated right I think before we're, the end I think of the show. Gonna, yeah. Like, what are we going to do here? Um, <laughs> I, don't, direction. I don't know. It's kind of awkward. I thought what, this I was a happy day. Here. Yeah. I thought it is a happy day. We won Come 43 on, to 3, and we're getting in, in fist fights. And no, no, no. It was a it was a runoff, guys. We're not either way here on yeah, the show. But whenever Rob would beat you in a, in a run, it would be a fist <laughs> fight after so? that. No. I know Pete. Pete don't want none. It's all good. Yeah, so, actually, I actually don't. Yeah, that's fair. So now calm going down, into this week, I mean, calm down, Fido. Did you hear the drop? <laughs> did you hear the drop from I Chris? Did. I think it was timely. Either that or the can of whoop ass. Yeah, it was on its way, too. but they didn't get that one out, but cool. Cowboys got it out yesterday. Yes, indeed. So best win since – best win for the Cowboys since – 71? Since 71. Is that your – is that your answer? I'm basically I'm, yeah, I'm asking I'm you say since you last saw that. Okay, best win since Halloween. <laughs> since Halloween, yeah. You think you, you yeah. don't think it was better than the Minnesota win? No. Why is that? Because they did it without Dak in a ridiculous hostile point. Okay. environment. Yeah, I'm not talking about margin of victory. I just mean you do that. That's why. That's why the Denver game was so shocking and disappointing because to them, of what to happened in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. because they had. Momentum of all momentum after that game, and then they lost it. And give them credit for getting it back. Damn hmm. right. Diddle. Same thing. Yeah, I like that. I didn't even really think about it that way. Yeah, this was dominant, but that was a man. That was such a good win. Yeah. And hopefully the Cowboys can have another one like that this weekend. I, <clears throat> I don't know if I could be more excited for this Kansas City Cowboys game. I mean, this is what you sign up for to be a fan of an NFL team is a matchup like this. I mean, if you want a benchmark of where your team is just after you've started 7-2 and two and you're rolling, yeah, you had the one let down against Denver, but that was a blip on the radar. Now you get a real test. Now you get a real chance. What are you laughing at? <laughs> the, blip the, the blip on the radar? <laughs> That's how most blips go? Yeah, there you go. But... I, this is going to be such a fun matchup, and we've got four whole days to talk about it. We're going to do just that. Tomorrow we'll take your fan calls. We'll hear from Cowboys Nation. Hear the, the pulse on what was a 43-3 to win over the Atlanta Falcons. And, man, of course, we're going to start looking ahead to Dallas and Kansas City. Cowboys are 7-2, and and they're in first place in the NFC East again. And it's going to be that way for quite some Who time. Who wants it? Yeah. We getting outside? We nobody. Going out there? You can't avoid anybody, actually. Yeah, yeah we don't want to. It's on the schedule. You have to take the med on, but you. It's on the schedule. Our next two opponents just finished playing each other. So if that's any indication of our next two games. Yep. It's going to be mm, fun. Yeah. All right. That's it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Hope you had fun here on this Victory Monday. We will be back tomorrow taking your calls for Chris Beam, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans. So long. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!